Welcome to the Ecom Profit Podcast. I'm your host, Dawn Sinkula. And this week on our guest episode, we have Rick Almore, who is an entrepreneur, sales and marketing expert, and he also is the founder and CEO of Simply Noted. If you haven't checked out Simply Noted, you definitely are going to want to do that. Rick developed a proprietary technology that puts real pen and ink to paper to scale handwritten communication, helping businesses of all industries scale this unique marketing platform to stand out from their competition, help build those meaningful relationships with clients and customers and employees. And it is a really unique service that I think is going to be something you are going to want to check out. Rick has so many insightful, different quotes, different entrepreneur sort of what you should do, ways to think about your business, and how you as an entrepreneur or as a business owner can help use this Simply Noted uh, company to help build those relationships. You are going to want to listen to this one. It is a great episode. Welcome to the Ecom Profit Podcast. I'm your host, Dawn Sinkula, CEO of Digital Dawn, and I'm so excited to be here with you today. Here on the Ecom Profit Podcast, I open Pandora's box and share with you and other ecom business owners weekly topics that will help you explode your business online. I outline my tried and true secret sauce, the D2D method that's guaranteed to bring your business results. As an entrepreneur myself, I try to pull out all the same entrepreneurial passions in others. So get ready to be fired up about your business and let's have a great time. Welcome to the Ecom Profit Podcast. No, I really, what I really think the the final you know piece to being an entrepreneur, being successful as an entrepreneur, is really mastering patience. And um, what a lot of people forget is that these professional athletes they they're honing their skills for 10, 20, 25 years before they get the chance to operate at a high level, and when the world sees how good they are. So. Um, what we really need to get good at is, um, you know, not paying attention to these online gurus, these get rich quick schemes, these people who are telling you, you should be more successful in the first year because more often than not, and this is 100% true is that these people failed at something and they're trying to teach you and, and, and sell you a course or trying to monetize you by you following them and, you know, (laughs) using ads to retarget it. So Really what we got to get good at is just mastering our patience, understand it really takes 10 years to become an overnight success. Yeah. At, you know, I'm in my ninth year as an agency owner at this point. And prior to that, I had 17 years in a senior leadership role in a corporate job. And I think for the first time last year and maybe even into this year, I really feel solid as an entrepreneur or solid as a CEO business owner. And it's taken me a long time. Mm -hmm. So I think it's absolutely true that this is a journey, right? And and marathon, not a sprint, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And I think so many people give up after the first couple of years because they just don't see the progress or think that they've listened to the gurus. They're going to be, you know, at 20 million in two years and that you know, isn't reality for everyone. It's not. not. (laughs) Most people don't do that, right? In the first two years. But what, what do you think has been sort of the kind of driving force behind your continued success with Simply Noted? Because 
it does take patience, right? And it and does. you've even shared here that like, you know, there's new technology, new things, new stuff. How have you been able to stay really focused and committed to this one thing without shiny penny syndrome and without, you know, losing focus? Yeah. So um, there's two things that, you know, I've been extremely competitive and driven from an early age. It didn't matter if I was skateboarding, playing baseball. Um, I wouldn't say necessarily school. I was never really interested in school, um, or at least traditional um, education. Yeah. Um, but I've always had like whatever it was in me for progress. Um, I just always wanted to be better in, at what yeah. I was interested in. Right. But I, I think what it really comes down to now is, you know, I'm turning 35 next week. You know, I know my why. Um, yeah. And if you have a strong enough why, you can, you'll really be unstoppable in, in pursuing whatever route or journey that you're going. And, um, you know, my family is, uh, I, they provide me more motivation than any, anything else in this world can ever provide. Right. And, and if you have something like that, it's like an internal fire and it's going to set yeah. your soul on fire and you're going to be unstoppable. It's these people who do it for the wrong reasons, right? You're trying to keep up with the Jones. You're trying to yeah. live this lifestyle and post online. Um, you, you're trying to prove things to people that don't even matter. That, those are the people that, f you know, flame out um, chasing yeah. the money, right? If you're chasing the money, you're going to fail as an entrepreneur because you ain't going to make money for five years, especially if you're trying to build a real business. Um, right. And you're going to lose people along the way because you're going to make it all about money. You're not, you're not investing back into your people, your business. You're not trying to make things better and easier for people around you. And people are going to sniff that out and you're going to lose them and you're going to get caught and trying to, you know, hire yeah. and train and before you know it, it's just going to become too much. So really, um, what it's come down to for me is just my background. It's, I've always been super competitive and driven, but you have to, you have to have a solid reason why <laughs> If you don't have that reason. That. If you're just chasing money, yeah. you're going to fail. It's not going to work. Right. It's not going right. to work. <laughs> it's not, or, if, or if you yeah. think sometimes I think that there's this perception, particularly online that, you know, you can, start an online business or start any mm -hmm. kind of business and then you just put it out on the internet and it's going to sell and you can go to Bali for, you know, six months and still make money, you know, while you're traveling and all that kind of stuff. And again, yeah. works for some people, but the majority of us, it, it, it's not, it's grinding but and, it's, and yeah, every day and, and all sorts of stuff. Like those, right. I mean, I, I have friends that I went to high school with and like they're posting like, oh, look at me. I'm I'm doing work from the beach and I have this Airbnb business that I'm not even owning the house. I'm like subleasing somebody else's thing. And it's just like that is right. not like that's not going to work five years from now. Like someone's right. going to figure out like, hey, someone's using me and leveraging me and profiting off of me. And they're going to build a business around how to not let that happen. So it's like, right. Right. Those, those businesses that are lifestyle, there is no lifestyle business. Like, like, right. why would you want You're either that? in or like, you're out. <laughs> yeah, you're, exactly. Like, why would you even want that? Like, you don't right. have a connection to your product. You don't have a connection to the people. You're not going to, if you don't have a connection to the product or your, your clients, right? Those right. people aren't going to be loyal to you, right? That You can't scale something like that. Like, that's right. going to fall apart. That's built on, you know, that house right there is built on toothpicks. You know, that, yep. that roof's going to come caving down eventually. So right. you really have right. to get good at sniffing that out and ignoring it, putting those blinders on because those people are going to get found out, you know, in three to five years when you've exactly. been quietly, you know, working, building, yeah. maintaining, yeah. investing, you know, right. and that, that's what's going to stand the test of time. Absolutely. So let's, let's shift a little bit and get into, um, simply noted specifically. Okay. And kind of how, 
tell me a little bit about, so the business started from this kind of aha moment in the MBA. Now, tell me a little bit about the iterations that you've gone through and kind of where the business is right now. Um, I don't know if this is a video, but it's been, I don't know if your audience <laughs> has seen this, but it's, it has been the, the, the most incredibly challenging thing um, I've ever done. Um, it doesn't matter, you know, and I've played, you know, football at high level and competed against some of the, the, the best people at what they do in the world. This is way harder. Um, yeah. When we started this, you know, I, I used a pen plotter here. One second, I'm going to grab the pen plotter. Yeah. We got, we used these old school pen plotters that were basically oh, like, like, like these machines you can buy off of eBay. Right. You know, they're like 400 bucks, but there's so many problems with it. And, you know, my mindset was always to build something big and great and, you know, a, a business that can take care of a ton of people, right? Not some, right. something that's just going to help me make a quick buck. And right. we quickly found out this technology was not going to be good, which led us down this crazy path of four. We worked with 14 different engineering companies, went through 14 or 14 different phase zeros, which is basically like a, cons a consulted process with a, uh, an, yeah. an agency or an engineering company and you pay yeah. them just for their opinion. Um, right. So, I mean, we spent, <laughs> what did we spend? We a spent like 70, 70 grand or 80 grand, which is, you know, that's a lot of money for me. So for some people out there, it may not be a lot, but we spent like 70 or 80 grand just on opinions. Just like, yeah. tell us what you think, because I had no right. idea what I was doing. And this is why right. if anybody's listening to this, like I'm a perfect example of that. Anybody can be successful at a business if you're passionate enough about the product. Like I've started a software robotics industrial automation company with a sales and football background. Like right. but I'm so passionate <laughs> about this, right? Like it is comical because it's true, but like right. what I've done, I've, I've become a really good like business and product and um, project manager. Like I just know how to right. like ask the right questions and pull the pieces together. But mm -hmm. through these iterations, I would take like engineer company number one, take their proposal, take their name off, take all the pricing off. And then I would take that proposal and be like, hey, go to engineering company number two. This is, and they would know what we're trying to do. I'm like, hey, what do you think about this? Like, tell us what you would change and what you would improve. And we just kept going back and forth with all these engineering yeah. companies until we built this really nice, amazing picture, right? And then we had a few companies we wanted to work with and then we, brought it all together and we submitted in that one last final question. I'm like, Hey, like, give us one, give us a quote, you know, a timeline. Can you do this? Yeah, yeah. Can you do this? And then, I mean, that's how we got to it. And then, you know, fast forward two years of project development, 800 plus thousand dollars, you know, it's just, you know, now we have, which I, I'm pretty proud of it, but you know, we have the, we have an amazing technology over here. So yeah, I mean, it really just started out as like a passion project to school. We thought, you know, it was yeah. a real problem that we're trying to solve. People don't have the time to sit down and send handwritten notes to their clients anymore. It's just, it's right. it's, it's not possible. Like, look at your phone. I'm, I'm guaranteed you have notifications on your phone right now. If it's an email, text message, or phone call. Like, we're getting yep. pulled. Our attention's pulled nonstop. So we're trying to help right. people just automate it and scale it now. So simply noted, tell me who is the ideal customer, your ideal customer? I mean, is it just somebody who wants to send one or two notes? Is it for businesses at scale? Is it a combination of all of that? Who Who's your ideal customer? Yeah. So, I mean, I could never have done this company if we didn't work with businesses because, you know, businesses have the programs in place, the data in place, the budgets in place. Um, but we do work with anybody. So anybody who wants to send like just one handwritten card, they can go to our, our website you know, simply noted and just send one. But really yeah. what we try to do is help businesses integrate, automate and scale because relationships are so crucial to business. Right. Um, 
So we've just created really unique ways of doing that. They can use our website. They can simply send us a, a spreadsheet, you know, just like an Excel spreadsheet. It's just like mail merge, like hi, first name, you know, thank you for your yeah. buying product. So it's all hyper personalized. And these robots just write all day. So, you know, really when it comes down to it, is we're trying to help clients maintain or build relationships, build more loyalty, get more referrals. But we also have a lot of people who use us for business development because the engagement rate's so high and the open rate's so high and it's different. You know, I was a sales guy. I used it for a sales tool, but we yeah. just see, you know, through our experience of working with clients, like the people who work with us the most and most consistently are just saying thank you because they know yeah. just saying thank you is worth its weight in gold. Yeah. And so let, let me get, this is always a question that, you know, I, I think about when, from a marketing perspective. So is it all the same handwritten? Can you choose your fonts? Can you yeah. choose, like, like, what does it look like? Cause like my mom would know that, you know, I didn't write that note or is it really personalized? Like, yeah, in, in that I piece mean, of it? That's what I'm talking about. This is uh, the hardest thing I've ever done. Probably be the hardest thing I'll ever do. Um, but yeah. we, I mean, we've developed our own handwriting engine. Um, you know, other we, we do have competitors. I, I mean, nobody's sure. unique anymore, right? There's Ford, Chevy, Apple, Samsung, right? There's a competitor to right. everything, which is good. You want competition because that's better for the consumer, right? Because that yep. creates competition within the business for more innovation, which improves the product, right? So competition is always good. So if anybody out there thinks competition is bad, like you're just, re, you're, you need to frame it differently. It should, it should elevate yeah. you. But um, yes, we can create your own handwriting. Um, we do have 30, I believe it's 32 or 31 handwriting styles available on our website. We do have like a, a portfolio of 900 handwriting styles. We just don't put them out there because it becomes analysis paralysis. You know, it's like, as yeah, you look at sure. it, you just, your brain just starts to like, glaze over but if you really want to and we do this for like presidents of like schools or like political figures we're like you know you're yeah. like a, a public figure and like if your handwriting's online like it like you want it to match right right what we do is like we'll send you like a what we call a handwriting conversion form or application it's you know it's pretty silly we'll have you write out some like funny sentences write your alphabet your numbers your punctuation it takes about 40 minutes and then um I mean, it's, it's not just converting like your letters, you know, it's like, we're literally pulling, we're understanding like the natural spacing between like your characters in a handwriting yeah. style, which is called a, a kerning, or we're literally yeah. like programming. Like we look at what your E looks like at the beginning of a word versus inside the word versus at the end of a word. Cause they all look different. Like at the end of the word, if you know, that E might tail off a little longer and you don't want that E to be tailing off really long inside the word. It would look weird. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, ligature combinations, what do two T's look like next to each other versus one T, you know, like, do you cross them, two O's, do you do them connected? It's, it's so fascinating. It, yeah. It is completely over-engineered. We've created our own pens. Like we control, like when you're writing hundreds and thousands of these a day, um, like the pen, I don't know if you've ever like used a pen and it gets kind of streaky. That's because they're yeah. only vacuum sealed. Like we, we pressure seal our, our pen inserts and we triple the ink volume so they're not running out as much so it's like plus we control what ink goes in it like viscosity like you want a certain what ability within the ink so it smears really nice when you try to prove that it's handwritten so i mean there's way too much technology that goes in this company i mean it's like it's I insane. mean, this is just crazy, crazy yeah. stuff yeah. that you have had simple, to learn, like, and that's right? the thing it's like you know i, I was I, yeah, it's like, you know, when you're, I, when like you're learning something, like your brain hurts. Like, I, I just feel like my, my, like I've been forced knowledge, forced learning yeah. like the last three years because I've had to, like in order yeah. to like, 
you know, you know, elevate and, and you know, create a, a product that's truly different. Like you've had, we've had to innovate, right? And that's what yeah. we just keep doing. So right. and that's hard. Innovation's hard because you're doing something you don't know how to do versus a lot of people live in their comfort zones and you're not mm -hmm. going to be successful. You know, and you can, you can be a good like employee, but if you're gonna be an entrepreneur or want to get to the top of the mountain, you have to constantly innovate, you know, yourself, your technology, right. your product, your skills, and that's living outside your comfort zone every day. You got to get comfortable doing that. Well, you, first of all, fascinating, fascinating stuff. I always love like the mechanics of how things work and behind the scenes sort of stuff. That's always like been really cool passion of mine mm -hmm. as well. So thank you for sharing that. But you yeah. said so many things here that I think are really key points to kind of hone in on for our listeners. Let's talk about the competition piece. Go back to that for just a second, because I think you said something really important around reframing your brain around competition and how competition yeah. really is a good thing. In my space, you know, there's an agency on every single, you know, corner, so to speak. Yeah. And we're kind of taking the stand of the anti-agency model, right? Where we can be partners and personal and we can talk to you, you know, in real time and we yeah. can do all the things that, you know, we get good results and that kind of stuff. But competition, I think, is critical to the success of most business owners talk a little bit more well, about reframing that so as an athlete like we lived in competition every single day like yeah. imagine if you thought you were the best imagine if you were the best right in in the in the classroom like how would you get better being around things that weren't better than you like we constantly right. i constantly was surrounded with people who were better than me which made me work harder which made me study which made me watch film, right? To help me yeah. improve and get better, right? So right. like, that's what it, like you, you should want competition, but you shouldn't make it, you know, an evil thing. Like you should be friends right. with your competitors, ask how you're doing, like develop like these like bridges between each other and say like, what do you see that's working and have that like confidentiality between each other to kind of be like, support because we're all doing the same thing here at the end of the right. day we're doing jobs right we're trying to provide a value and a service to take care of our families right? right and if like you have that like mindset like you're taking like the the angst out of it and like you know i, I have really good relationships with everybody in our our, <laughs> our industry except for one person um <laughs> he's a very vindictive person but um everybody else like, i reach out as soon as i see somebody like into our space i'll reach out and be like hey congrats like been in this for a long time if you want to connect i'm happy to you know share some thoughts you know because yeah. this everything's hard and it's not personal like it's just we're all trying to right. do something similar you know we're all trying to take care of our families um right and if you look at it the right way it's going to make you better let it make you better right don't let it make yeah, you better love it like Love make it. you better don't make you better i think that's a good way of, of looking at it put that on a t-shirt that's a good thing <laughs> to yeah. go for right yeah. the, the the innovation piece too is is really important and i think that comes from some of that competition and mm -hmm. you know you obviously have had to learn so much about you know SaaS tech all, all these different things that you really weren't maybe as well versed in based on mm -hmm. your career but how do you continuously seek out ways to stay innovative and how do you like push your team to be innovative when it comes to this because there's a lot of things I think from you know the technology perspective that are going to keep you on your toes but let's say you're not in the tech space what you know what what are some some insights that you have for you know business owners on innovation? So I think if you 
excuse me, if you don't have like a naturally curious mind, it's going to be really hard mm. for you to be successful, especially yeah. with today because everything changes. The second something is updated, uploaded, printed, it's it's already out. It's already outdated. Um, yeah. But I I have an, ex- an obsession for learning, so I'm literally listening to podcasts. I'm listening to like YouTube University. Like literally, if you don't go on YouTube and use that as a search tool, like how to best of, like, yeah, you literally can get all this information for free now. Um, right. You know, follow thought leaders, right? They're, they're mm-hmm. like, think about like, um, you know, a product's being released to the public, right? It's not going to catch on to a consumer audience real quick. What happens are these companies go to key opinion leaders. So these thought right. leaders, these people who are like gurus in marketing, they're going to know about things before a lot of other people are ever going to know about it. So you like follow these people because they're going to give you insights on things that are up and coming, right? So you can be ahead right. of the curve. So right. I think if you don't have like a thirst for knowledge, it's going to be really hard for you to win um, mm-hmm. and stand out. Um, you're going to have to be constantly, I call it again, anxiety for progress. I'm just always wanting to yeah. learn something new, improve, like, you know, like we were just looking at building a $40,000, um, uh, software integration and literally somebody on LinkedIn reached out to me. I took a meeting and now it's like, literally they can do it for like $10 a month, like through their app. So it's like, <laughs> you have to be curious, you know, but like for me, if, right. you know, 12 months ago when I got that quote, I've been thinking about doing it, but I just took a meeting, learned something new and that. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's going to save me a lot save of money. Save me a lot of know? money, right? Yeah. Exactly. But like, you just be openly curious, you know, don't ever right. think you have it all figured out. Like there's going to be people who have been doing this for 50 years who don't, they don't even have it figured out. So like, right. just, just constantly right. be trying to get better. That's it. And at the end of the day, if you're doing that. that, yeah, it's like, at the end of the day, you can, you can sleep good knowing you did your best that day. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And Absolutely. Uh, it's a race Absolutely. that you'll never end either, you know, and you got to accept True. that. <laughs> it's a constant state of learning all the time. Yeah. And and yeah. I find myself, you know, e- even after all this time, you know, every day I'm like, huh, didn't know that. And yeah. being open-minded and curious. And I, I have a lot of similar traits to you in that I'm very competitive as well. I love to learn. I'm very relational. And I think those all are, are, skill sets or characteristics of, of strong business leaders, business owners, mm-hmm. and, and things that kind of have helped me at least move my business ahead as well. So yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Okay. Well, as we right. wrap up here, tell me what you see for the future of Simply Noted. So let's fast forward three years, five years from now, yeah. where do you see this going and, and what does the future look like? You know what? So since the like the dawn of the internet, right? And I would say like 880 or late 80s, early 90s, like we really didn't see like the internet catch on wild until like the early 2000s. So like, you know, Web 2.0, you know, going purely digital from like 2000 to 2020, like that's where everything happened. Now we're entering like the AI era, right? So like yeah. the 2022 to 2030, like it's going to be all about AI. I truly do believe, um, and you're kind of seeing that this trend in all these. Um, uh, private equity firms that are investing mm-hmm. in these companies are like engagement companies. Like they're sending gifts and packages, account-based marketing yep. type of companies like Alice and Doso, you know, these big yeah. gifting platforms. Yeah. I think um, just from all my research and being obsessed about this last five years, I think handwritten notes are going to make a massive comeback. Um, what's, what's old is new again. Um, exactly. It's a relationship building tool. Nobody's yeah. competing in the mailbox. Um, mm-hmm. We've just where we put all our, all our bread in the basket of like 
building the platform and the technology, we've put in like literally no money in the sales and marketing. It's like literally just right. been a cold calling from a CRM and my average marketing budget. And I uh, may be like revealing this to my competitors. I don't care. I've spent less than $1,200 on ads over the last four years per month. Like I have competitors who spend $30,000 a month on ads. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. I know. So um, <laughs> I really think, you know, simply noted is you know, we're, we're just hitting that, like, you know, wind in our sales, you know, everything's yeah. coming together, but at some point, um, you know, we, we're no loans, no, no debt, no investors. Like we've bootstrapped the, the, the heck mm -hmm. out of this. Um, in order for it to reach its full potential, we will have to bring on some type of investor because these are robots. It takes warehouse space. It takes people to run yeah. them. Um, yeah. you know, their capital yeah. equipment, it's not cheap. So yeah. I, I see simply noted, you know, growing exponentially, but you know, you know, somebody's going to have to come in and help because, yeah. you know, at some point you got to dump real money into something to go to the eight, that nine figure level. potential. You know, we've yeah. done a good job getting to seven figures, but it's a different business. A one or $2 million business is a completely different animal versus a 10, 20, $30 million business, totally. you know, or a hundred right. million dollar business. And I, I really do think the potential is there because it's, it's an inexpensive way to build relationships, you know, versus yeah. these Sendoso's, Alice's, you know, um, yeah. PYF or PYL or PYFL, whatever it is, yep. uh, PFL, yep. print for less, like you're spending 12, 25, $30 per person. When we really think you can do the same, like the same type of experience with something that's even more personal, a handwritten note, you know? So yeah. I think it's going to be totally. exciting future. Um, you know, we're, we're not out of the woods yet because, you know, there's, there's still a lot of growth going, but, um, you know, simply noted amazing. is in a good position for growth. So I'm excited. that's amazing. I mean, what, what is, what, what is old is new again. I think that is kind of the key piece to it. And, you know, retro handwritten notes are, are coming back. So I think yeah. you're, you're positioned in a great, great way. Well, this Rick has been amazing, a great conversation. And I think you have given our listeners so much to think about on their entrepreneurial journey. But if people actually want to get connected with you, where can they find out more about you and the Simply Noted team? Yeah, so I'm I'm on LinkedIn basically all day. Um, it's my number one like online like social media tool. So if you just want to go to LinkedIn, please connect with me. Um, it's just Rick Elmore, E L M O R E. Or what I would you know, if you guys are at least like one percent interested in learning about our pro process, I don't. We usually have a sample kit, but um, we'll send you a really nice sample kit for free. I mean, we'll send you samples brochures, uh, case studies. And we, we wow. spent about $20 on this kit. I mean, it's a big 10 by 13 kit with a bunch of stuff in it. I mean, the postage alone is four bucks. Um, yeah. so awesome. you know, look awesome. at it, you know, and, and just, uh, go to simplynoted.com and in the top right hand corner, it says request a sample and just, you know, let us send you a See sample what kit. And what happens, yeah, what happens like, even if it's something you don't think about now, six months from now or eight months from now when the holidays come around, you're like, Hey, like, I remember totally that. doing so, that. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much for your time. This was amazing. And we will drop all of the links and everything in the show notes so that people can be sure to find you. But thank you so much for joining us. This has been awesome. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you like what you've heard, I'd be so grateful if you'd leave a review. And don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. If you'd like to see if you're a good fit to work with the Digital Dawn team, head over to digitaldawnagency.com forward slash contact and let's book a call. Thanks so much again and until next time.